Yeah, so I I was actually, uh, again, scrambling last minute because I just did a podcast with Miguel Connor of Aeon Byte, and um, the audio was just terrible because what I was doing before was I was, I was recording the podcast audio with my microphone, but my girlfriend got me this really nice microphone because I want to start like doing more podcasts and stuff like that. And so she got me a really nice microphone. Well, the microphone wasn't recording really his audio at all. And it was just solely getting me. So I was just like, how the hell do I get the podcast audio from the guest and also me at the same time? So I I was like scrambling to figure that out because I just got back from work. And then I threw some ribs in the oven for my girlfriend and I to eat for dinner. And then I was dealing with the dog and I was trying to figure out how do I get the podcast audio for, for both guests. And then I stumbled across this YouTube video that said Squadcast will record both of your uh, audios at the same time. So I'm just like dope. And then I, I got that real quick and hopefully it does the trick. What I don't do you know use? what you use. You use a Mac or no? Uh, I use a PC. Yeah, that's probably why. Mac is very simple. It's easy. Oh, okay. I don't even know what to do with a PC. I, I, everything I do is Mac. Gotcha. it's made for dummies man what can i tell you so i just do hit like certain buttons boom it's there it's good to go so i I never really had that issue but uh you're probably a lot smarter than me as a result of it because i I wouldn't know what the fuck to do to be honest oh no i mean i i literally just watched the video and it's like (laughs) download this and it will record i'm just like bada bane bada boom i clicked Mm. a couple of buttons and hopefully it's going now so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man so uh you're in new york right Yes, I am, sir. New York City, the Bronx. Cool. I'm in uh I'm in Austin, Texas, and shit's pretty much open down here. Yeah. What's the what's the scene in New York right now? Nothing's open. Oof. Yeah, nothing, nothing nothing's I mean things are open, but it's not New York. You yeah. Know, like it, it, to come over here, like if you came over here as a tourist, you'd have the worst time. There's nothing to do. Right, yeah, and you can't even eat inside right now. They they stopped that. They stopped indoor dining. So now it's a struggle just to get a freaking meal, right? Like, I mean, you order and take it home. That's the best case scenario. But um, everything is closed, man. I mean, some stores are open, and it's a whole freaking thing. Like, if for Apple, if you want to go to the Apple store, you have to fill out a a, a form, and you have to get um. What is it? Make an appointment in order to get in. And, it, you know, some stores are open and you're able to go in and buy stuff, but there's a limit on how many people can get into the store. So you're waiting outside in the line. It's a pain in the ass. You and know? it's freezing in New York right now. It's cold, man. Yesterday it was cold. No, no, no. Yeah. Two days ago it was really cold. Right now it's all right. I mean, it's still cold, but it's it's okay. It's not like super freezing. Um, I've never been to Austin, Texas, man. I've never been to Texas, period. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what it's like down there, but. um. I hear it's gorgeous. And sunny right now. <laughs> Beautiful. Look at that, man. Over here, it's it's cold as. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Give me a second. What's the temperature over here, man? It's forty three. It's not awful, but well, okay, it, that's not too bad. It's, it's going to dip down to twenty six. Chicago. That's where we came from. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's it's going to dip down to twenty six in in a couple of hours. So 
it's gonna go down. But um, but yeah, man, it's just not the same. You know, um, I'm waiting. Eventually, everything is going to come back. It's under what conditions, like what's gonna happen, right? In order for it to come back, but it's gonna come back. And and okay. like so much of the population has left New York, right? And everybody's like doom and gloom about it. And I was that way initially. I think everybody's going to come back. I mean, may, maybe not the same people, but there's going to be a whole new crop of people that are going to come in here. And uh, it may be for the better, it may be for the worse, but it's going to happen. So, I mean, New York isn't going to stay shut down. I don't think that's the that's the plan for any of this stuff. It's just a, maybe it's a new economy and a new way of doing things and you have to come in with a vaccine or something. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But um. I'm 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 optimistic that it'll get back to where it is, but right now it's not very fun. Yeah, um, to to speak to that point, there there's a local uh, Instagram page for things to do in Austin. So our um, our leasing manager that helped us get the apartment and everything, he said, "Oh, check out when where what in Austin on Instagram, and it'll tell you cool events going on and." You know, some of them offer free food and free food and booze. So my girlfriend and I followed the Instagram page, and then, um, you know, we went to a couple of the things, and then you know it shut down in Texas for about a month and a half, and then everything's coming back, but everything's mass and uh, you know all this craziness to do anything now. So we really don't uh, follow that page anymore. But one of the last posts that we saw was. Um, oh, starting in June, when the vaccine becomes available for most people, um, we're going to start throwing when, where, what COVID vaccine parties where only people who are COVID vaccinated can attend. And I'm just like, there it is. That's how it starts in Austin, man. They're going to start having the COVID vaccine parties. Only people who are vaccinated can attend. And then you know, then it's going to trickle down to like the Walmarts and the Targets. And I was curious, what what do you think about all of that? I mean, there's a lot of people running around like their heads on fire, like the vaccine <laughs> is going to kill us all. Right, right, right. Which probably isn't the case. I was listening to Crow Triple Seven talk to this one astrologer. He's like, do you see any big event in the stars with the vaccine coming out? He's like, no, I, I really don't in terms of like a mass die off, like some people are saying. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's like, but like any vaccine, you know, it'll probably be some long term health effects and it'll be a silent killer and the media will never report on it. So, um, I mean, I think it'll be a little worse than that. I mean, we are seeing the uh, Bell's palsy and how accurate those stories even are is up for debate. Because, like, I was listening to one of your podcasts. You, you, you listen like, to me. Why is the media feeding us this narrative? Why is everybody talking about Bell's palsy, Bell's palsy, Bell's palsy? And so I'm just trying to figure out what the game is with that. Man, first off, I, I want to apologize for you taking the time to listen to me. My apologies. <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> Second, um, you know, with this vaccine, right, right there's people that, that will tell you you're going to die. Right. You you are going to die if you take it. Um, it's going to change your DNA, all this other stuff. It's it's really unproven. Now, I'll pull it to I'll put it to you this way. Um, 
I, I think you made a valid point by saying, you know, that astrologer, whatever he said, that, you know, long-term effects. And you can make that argument for just about anything in the artificial life we're living right now, right? So uh, this computer is going to give me some long-term effects, the radiation from the computer, you know, and, and it's just the reality of things, right? Or the LED lights that are hanging above me, you know, and so on. And so on. Any medication you take, you take it for too long or you take it wrong, it's going to do something to you. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that this vaccine isn't 100, right? I mean, uh, even the mainstream feels that way at this point. They're like, okay, like, how did this come about? It's been eight months. It takes 15 to 20 years to get something like this together. How are you able to do this? Did you have it from before? You know, all of these are legit questions, you know, whether whether they be um, grounded in reality or not. We're not experts in this field. So we're going to think about things like this and say, okay, um, 20 years it takes to make a vaccine. You still don't have a vaccine for the first uh, uh, SARS, uh, 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 what is it, a virus. So what's so special about this one that you were able to, boom, do it. There you go. You have a vaccine. Eight months, like, really? And there's people questioning that, and that's good. You know, you want that. Um, uh, that being said, this thing isn't, in my opinion, brother, it's not a mass killer, right? It's not the, the end-all or be-all there is something going on that they, for some reason, and, and this isn't anything new uh, to people that are into, uh, you know, alternative subjects and, and uh, you know, conspiracy and stuff like that. For some reason, they want everybody vaccinated, right? And, and that's not up for debate. Like, it's not, even if it is up for, like, over here in New York, they shut us down. We don't have religious exceptions anymore. You have to get these vaccines, right? And uh, while I may not, I, I am not an anti-vaxxer per se, I am for uh, the freedom to choose whether or not you want to be vaccinated. Yeah. You know, you, you should have um, the right to go ahead and do this or the right to say, no, I don't want this in my body. And you shouldn't be um, limited to what you can do if you don't want to take this vaccine. And that's that's not a thing for us. Right. They have a, a, a gun against our head. Pretty much. They're like, yeah, you have a choice. You don't really have a choice. I mean, you do. But but what's going to happen as a result of that choice, what are you going to be limited to? You're going to be a hermit in your home. You know, I mean, it, that might very well be the case. And they're going to they're going to try to to acclimate us to the idea. It's not going to be down the barrel of a gun. It's going to be enjoyment. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Lucifer. No. Um, are you familiar? Yeah, I am familiar, but I've never seen it. I know that they were promoting it on Netflix hardcore yeah. uh, a few months back, and I'm just like, why are they pushing this? Right. Well, it's actually a very good show. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. My, my wife watches it all the time, so I watch it with her. Um, but the, it, there's a there's a couple of very key things in that show. Lucifer himself is the smoothest, best looking guy on the planet. All the women love him. He's smooth as hell. Right. His real face is like, oh, you know, like he looks like a demon, but that's not what's presented. Right. So if if they want to get us to take this vaccine down the barrel of a gun, they're going to get a fight. It's not going to be good. So why present it that way? You have to present it in a way that's palatable, that people like. And uh, sugar helps the medicine go down. Absolutely, my friend. One hundred percent. So, yeah. And uh, that's what they're going to do. They're going to have covid parties with some hot chicks, bro. Mm. You don't want to get in there, man. You know, you're going to want to get in there. So let's roll up our sleeves. Let's go up in there. And yeah, sure. We'll take this vaccine or, or, you know, um, I do a lot of pro wrestling work. Right. And, uh, uh, Vince McMahon, he runs the WWE. He's the owner, you know, he, he, uh, you can't put it past them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. There's a tent right outside WrestleMania 
if you want to get in, you need to get that vaccine. So you can prove that you have it, or you can go over to this tent and get one. Oh they're my gonna make God. It, they're gonna make it. What's up, buddy? Hmm? Is that for real? No, they no, 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 no. This is me. Oh, this is okay. me. Yeah, okay. this is me just thinking ahead of what might, you know, some likely scenarios. I I don't know if that's what they're actually gonna do. But look at um Ticketmaster. I don't know if you're aware. Yep, yep. Right? So it's the same type of principle. Like if you want to get in to a concert, and I'm a big concert goer. I love, I love music. I love going to see live, live music, live bands. If you want to get in, you gotta, you gotta uh, prove that you've taken this vaccine in some way, shape or form. Uh, this summer I was supposed to go see rage against the machine. It's my favorite band of all time. Right. I, I love that band. And they, they finally got back together. And, uh, uh this is, uh, you look like a younger guy, brother. This is a, 90s 90s music oh i love rage against the all right all right all right, all right. I love, dude oh my god that's one of my favorite songs to just crank right. up yeah <laughs> so yeah i love rage man I, I love the energy the raw the raw organic energy that a rage against the machine show brings man and killed you this like i mean all of their social justice bullshit that they've been doing i mean that must have killed you and sam tripley's got the best quote for it he's like rage against the machine turned into rage on behalf of the machine and it's like that is so true i don't know if i fully agree with that statement i don't i don't necessarily agree with other rage with uh Uh, all of uh, rage's um politics don't necessarily agree with them but um but put, putting that aside, it's incredible musicians. And Zach De La Roca is one of the most incredible lyricists, you know, and, and the coming together, it's, it's amazing to me to see that type of band and it's raw. And at least it has a cause, right? And then, but they tell them, you know, we'll, we'll get off of this. <laughs> but they tell them, you know, that, that, oh, they're, they're supposed to be communists, but they're raking in the money and all this other stuff. I fall back from all of that, to be honest with you. Sometimes you got to just separate it. I love rage i love the music oh, yeah. um so so there's that so if i want to go see rage against the machine i gotta get this vaccine and and to me i have it's, it's a lot of I, there's a there's a, a place in my heart for that band right and and what i did when i was listening to them and how and the many times i saw them and and i remember saying damn man i'm never gonna see rage against the machine again and i wanted to bring people close to me to see rage like i took my sister to see rage I took some of my best friends to see Rage, but I wanted my wife to see Rage, right? And yeah. I wanted my cousin to see Rage. And I'm like, yo, they're back. Like Rage Against the Machine is back, right? <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, let's go. And then, you know, the, the, the COVID hit and that all went out the window. But now if I want to do it, I got to get this vaccine, right? So these are real choices that we're going to be faced with, right? And um, whether or not you move forward with your life, how much are you willing to sacrifice to not take this vaccine? Right. Yeah. And is it is it a principle thing? Is it out of principle or is it out of you're afraid you're going to die? I mean, th- that's that's subject to the individual. I don't think you're going to die. Right. Uh, but um, it could kill you. Absolutely. Look at smoking. And then I'll turn it over to you. Smoking is a thing. I know people that's that smoked all their life and they're perfectly healthy, perfectly healthy. It's a bad thing for you. But they're perfectly healthy, like nothing's ever going on and it never happened. Then there's some people that pick it up two years later, they have freaking emphysema and they're done. Yeah. Right. So it's all relative to the person. Right. So um, these, these, these are real, real 
situations that you and I and everybody listening are going to have to deal with. It's, I, I, I like saying that it's over. You know, the time that we used to speculate in, in, on shows like this and, uh, and it was fun. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to explore different ideas and go, that shit is over, bro. Mm-hmm. it's over, man. This is the real freaking deal. Like we are here. You know, we, we, we went right through that door and the door closed and now we got to deal with it. You know, we got to deal with the, 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 the consequences of all this stuff. These are real things going on and uh, it's time to put up or shut up. Right. What that yeah. is. I don't know. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't endorse violence in any sort of way. I'm a peaceful protester all the way, but uh, it's time to either put up or shut up. And it's time to get real. This is not a joke anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, and you you were just talking about uh, WWE, so <laughs> now I'm wondering because uh, if I'm if I'm correct, Kane became a a uh, not a senator, <laughs> but just a congressman. Mayor, yeah, the mayor. I think he was the. I think he was oh, the mayor. mayor. I'm not 100. You might be right, but I, I think he's the mayor of his town. Go ahead. Yeah, I wonder if he's enforcing the mask mandates in in his town. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He was always my favorite man. I thought Kane was such a badass. It, <laughs> even like I know a lot of people became disenfranchised disenfranchised with him after he took off the mask, but I thought he was even more badass without the mask. Man, Kane used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I didn't know you were a fan. Uh, I, yeah, I used to be. I, I've really fallen out of it. And um, I think when you were on Tinfoil Hat, you were talking about you know, modern WWE and how it's just going down the tubes, man. I can't even, I can't even stomach it, but the old stuff with the undertaker and Kane and stone cold, Steve Austin, the rock. I mean, dude, that shit was so cool, but now it's just whack as fuck. I agree with you, man. It's, it's a, it's a disaster, man. I mean, it's a literally the worst show on television. Um, I still have to review it. So I watch it and, um, it gets harder and harder to watch every week. It's just that bad, that level of, of nonsense. I don't know how they're on television still. That's how bad this stupid show is. Yeah, man. Um, but getting back to the vaccine, um, my girlfriend and I have drawn the line with testing. We will not get tested for for work, for nothing. We We will not consent to a test. Because we know how life altering that could be. You know, if you do test positive under this horseshit PCR test, which I mean, a lot of people, and I should clarify myself because the PCR test is actually magnificent. And the creator, um, could you help me out with his name? I'm blanking right now. Kerry Mullis. Kerry Mullis. Um, I mean, wonderfully brilliant guy, but it was created for a certain desire to isolate a fragment of DNA and study that. And so now you amplify it by a billion times. And even he said you could test positive for anything. So to leave it up to that kind of test where if they just ramp the cycles up to 40, I mean, and anybody can test positive for anything, then that's not, I'm not going to leave that chance up to, you know, potentially my whole life being turned up upside down by, by a test that's being used for exactly how the inventor said that it's not supposed to be used. So then when it comes to the vaccine, we're definitely not getting that. 
but what are going to be the social ramifications? How hard are they going to make life for us? And I, I, what to speak to your point, that's the decision everybody's got to make because you better believe that all of those kids that want to go see uh, their favorite band, on, right, they, right. they want to go see Rage Against the Machine, they're going to take that vaccine in a heartbeat. Like anything, just any, give me anything that I can go back to the bar, that I can go see my favorite band, that I could go to see an NFL football game. They'll they'll roll up their sleeves in a heartbeat. And at this point, do you blame them? Right? Yeah. That's what we need to start thinking about. Like, I mean, they completely altered everything that we do. Right? They completely shut it off. So I'm like, I understand. I understand you too. I understand where you're coming from, 100 percent Um, I am somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't want to take this thing. I I I haven't even been tested for COVID. I may have had it in April. I was sicker than a dog and I don't get sick. Um, so there's that. And there, and there was a, a lethargicness. I don't even know that's a fucking word. <laughs> I like it. Though. You know, with it. Right? <laughs> the, you know, I was lethargic for, for about three weeks after the fact, like it was, I've never felt anything like it before. Hmm. Right. So um, I may have had it. I haven't gotten tested for it. I haven't gotten an antibody test or anything like that. Um, and I don't get vaccines, right? Uh, I haven't had a vaccine. I, I don't know. I mean, I, since I was a kid, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, they were giving, I mean, my mom took me to get them, you know? Um, and you know, the schedule has changed drastically for things like that. And my own kids, um, they didn't get vaccinated. Uh, my first son was vaccinated. Uh, he got his first round and then he had an adverse reaction and we stopped. Uh, luckily, it wasn't it wasn't a severe adverse reaction. It was just an adverse reaction. But that was enough. Right. And we were like, no, we're not doing this. And then my second son he didn't have anything, nothing, you know, and we stayed that way for a long, long time up until um, very, very recently when they had to get uh, vaccines in order to go to school. And, and then there's, there's a point where we have to make a decision. And unfortunately, I am not in a financial position to do anything other than what I did, right? So that's when I start thinking, I'm like, you know, sometimes it's, um, you can't pass judgment until you're in those shoes. Because when you're in those shoes, you're like, shit, what do I do now, right? Now, we were able to circumvent some of this, you know, and um, I, I, I didn't have to give them the amount of vaccines that they were asking for, right? Um, we, we gave them the first round of vaccines and then I checked for immunity. So that's a separate test um, because what they do is they give you three rounds, but all those three rounds are geared for immunity. So uh, I don't know, they have percentages. So the first set of vaccines and don't quote me on the percentages, I'm making them up right now just to, just to give you context. Mm-hmm. So um, 30% of, of, of the kids that are vaccinated will get immunity in the first round. So they do it again. And then in the second round, 75% of the kids get immunity to everything. And then the third one, 99%, let's say. Okay. Right? So that's the rationale. So what we did was I wanted to know 
off the bat if they were immunized. I mean, if they were immune, given the, the vaccine, the first round of vaccines. And uh, the doctor couldn't tell me that. They're like, we don't have that information. I'm like, so how do you move forward with the other vaccinations? Or they were like, oh, we just give it, give it to them. Because after we give them three, we know they're immune. I'm like, so they're not necessary. And she goes, well, they may be. We just don't know. I'm like, so how do we know? You know, and uh, and she was like, well, you'd have to run tests and they cost the money. Right. And most people don't want to elect for that money. We paid the money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to know. And uh, they were immune off of the first round. Thank the Lord. You know, they were they were immune and we didn't have to do it again. And it's, it's, it's been an argument with the schools because they don't get it. People don't understand. So I go to the school and I told them they're immune. And they're like, yeah, but he's missing uh, this round of shot and this round of shot. I'm like, no, you're not understanding. He's immune. He doesn't need that. And they were like, no, he does need this. I'm like, no, no, no. He needs immunity. And he is immune. Therefore, I don't have to give them those. So after several arguments, we finally got our way. And that's not to say they won't contest us again. Yeah. But it's, a, it's always been a push and pull. Even when we had re religious ex exemptions here in New York, it was a push and pull. It was a battle the entire time. You know, and thank the Lord we were able to delay it as much as we could. But like my kids were, both of them, uh, well, one of them was nine, the other one was in the double digits. So they were, they were of age to be able to fight these things with their immune system. What typically happens here is these kids aren't ready for the for the barrage of crap that they're getting so young and their immune systems can't can't uh, handle that shit. And then we see things like autism and stuff like that that may result from something like that from from the vaccine. You know, so yep. once your immune system is stronger, it's easier to fight back, you know, and I, I checked with a couple of people and and they told me how to proceed, you know, and again, I'm not completely anti-vax either. Right. I understand the science here. Somewhat. I can't pretend to fully understand it. But um, when we get to something like the PCR test, right, and there's plenty of misinformation going around about this thing, right? Um, and do I know 100%? No, I don't. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm sorry. Can I curse on No. Uh, I mean, I, I've yeah. done it so often already, you know, so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. But anyway, um, um, I don't know, right? But, uh, I've spoken to some people, you know, just trying not to make assumptions. And Kerry Mullis, you know, a lot of his quotes are circulating the internet. Mm -hmm. And um, most of us are really taking it at face value. We don't know what's really meant because we're not virologists. You know, I mean, Kerry Mullis did uh, hate Dr. Fauci, apparently, yep. you know, and, and he pushed back on Fauci and all of this and all of this other stuff. And uh, are there are, are there issues with the PCR test? Probably. Right. There, there probably are, you know, but uh, from what I understand, what this does is amplify a virus. Right. And you can when they say you can test positive for just about anything, it's what what's already in your body. It has to be in your body. If it's not in your body, you can't find it because it's not there. So they look for whatever the genetic, you know, uh, makeup of uh, the COVID-19 is with uh, the PCR test. And, um, you know, they amplify it and then you have it. And then they do a, most, a more extensive test with the blood. And that's how they determine it. So the PCR test by itself um, may cause some issues, but then they go to another step. At least that's what they should be doing 
according to some people in the medical industry that I've spoken to. I can hook you up with some if you want, and and you can speak to them and grill them about you know what they're saying about this stuff, you know, and um, and they may be able to give you a lot better answers than I, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, I would, and I learned this the hard way, brother. I would not just subscribe to what's going on, what, what's being said in the alt media about the PCR test and about the coronavirus and about all, all these other things, because what's going on here, and, and this is in, in general, not just, uh, not just for the coronavirus, but for information in general, is we're living in a freaking information bubble. So we're all in this information bubble together, you and I, people that are listening, you know, and other quote unquote truthers or alternative media personalities, we're in this fucking bubble and we don't understand that we're in it and we shoot out information and it bounces off the bubble and comes right back to us. And we're going to hear exactly what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's part of the, the brainwashing program that's going on here. And I, I found this out the hard way. I'm not, and by the way, I'm not claiming to be right. I could be absolutely wrong about all of this. Okay. That's another thing. But um, I, I, would, I would try to seek out different interpretations than what I've heard just to get a better understanding about some of this stuff. Like I listened to a podcast called This Week in Virology, and these are all mainstream virologists talking about the, the coronavirus and what it is and the PCR test. And you'll hear something very different coming from these people than what you'll hear in the alternative media. I'm like, wow. And then I start thinking, I'm like, are these people all in on it? You know, are these, are they all in on the plan? Are they all trying to kill us? Odds are that's not the case, right? They're regular people just like you and me. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have a different understanding on some of this stuff. And uh, I think part of the problem here is that a lot of people claim to be or are pretending to be experts on this stuff. I, I, I am fine with saying that I am absolutely wrong. I did shows on this stuff in the beginning, and uh, I was so wrong about so much of it. I was wrong. I was right about some of it, but I was so wrong about so much of it. Um, Do you care to share what you were wrong about? Man, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Hold up a second. Give me, give me just one second. Just want to check something. Uh, I don't know. All right, all right, all right, all right. So. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, All right, so I'll tell you. When this whole thing hit, I I took my my customary approach on things. I'm too laid back for my own freaking good, right? So I'm like, hey, 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 let's relax. It's going to be all right, man. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. No big deal, okay? This is, come on, this is good. How many times do we see something coming out of China? We're good, okay? Relax. Let's see what's up. I had Dr. Len Herowitz on. Don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, haven't been able to get in contact with him since. But he told me, you know, this is a cold. I'm like, all right, okay, I get it. Um, if that's what, and there's still an argument to be made for that, right? If you if you look around, it, like it's it's. I don't think it's that severe as as people are making it out to be, or the mainstream has made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also an element of the long hauler. That's true. I've seen it, right? I've I've experienced it. I I know this to be true. And that's what I mean about the hard part. I mean, learning the hard way. Like I had to learn because one of my professors came down with it. 
I had to learn because my next door neighbor came down with it. I had to learn because my wife's best friend got her neighbor carried out in a body bag, right? So I'm like, okay, something is clearly going on here, right? I'm, I'm not pretending to be expert on what that is, but if I listen to just what the alternative media is giving me, nothing's going on. So th that's not the thing. But anyway, I, I was warning people to get ready, to get prepared, because I was hearing things like, you know, full on martial law. And, um, and uh, you know, it was a wrap, you know, and, and the conditioning in the alternative media, especially if you had listened to Alex Jones for a certain amount of time, was that this was coming, right? Martial law was coming. Forced vaccinations were coming. And, uh, you know, it's not like they were completely wrong, but they weren't completely right either. Yeah. You know, the, the, the way um, the way it's gone about has been very different. And, and that's uh, that should be a learning experience for all of us. They're not going to force us to do things. I mean, if if it ever gets there, we're going to fight back like slavery is best served unknown. Right. If you give somebody a plate of slavery and they don't know it's slavery, you're good. You know, and you eat the slavery and you become a slave. But if you give somebody a plate of slavery and tell them, yo, this is slavery, you're going to get some pushback. Yep. Right. So I thought it was full on martial law coming. I thought they were going to block off New York City. And there were rumors about it. It's not like I, I came up with this on my own. Like it was reported in the mainstream to a certain degree that the military was coming in. They were coming in for medical purposes. But I hear the military coming in. And lockdowns. I never heard of that. So I'm like, man, it's about to go down. And I'm telling everybody, I'm like, if you're in New York and you can get out, get the hell out. Now, I wasn't um, completely wrong about that. A lot of people left here. But could you survive here? Absolutely. You know, and um, I'm still here. Right. Um, so I'm. Didn't follow your I'm, advice. <laughs> well, I, I, I said that, you know, I, I actually said that on, on the podcast. Like, I'm like, if I could get out, I would, but I can't. So I'm here. And then that was, and this is a, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a key part of what I was talking about. I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to be here. I have no options. If you can get out, get out, but I'm going to be here. So I will report to you what it is I see, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have an ego. It doesn't matter to me if I was wrong. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm seeing. You know, and um, when I started telling people exactly what I was seeing, they didn't want to hear it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. They didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I'm seeing. And they're like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, oh, well, uh, what am I supposed to say to my best friend's grandmother that just died? Like, what am I supposed to say to that? My, my best friend's girlfriend's grandmother. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to tell them? I'm going to go up to them and say, hey, like, they didn't, they didn't die of COVID-19, man. Um, just a heads up, okay? <laughs> like, nah, I'm hey, not, I'm not your gonna... bubble. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so there's that, you know, but I thought it was going to be full on martial law, bro. You know, and I, I warned in that fashion. I'm like, this is it. Get out if you can. You know, if you're going to stay here, get ready. I had six months worth of food ready to go. I would do that part again, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um. But, but I had it ready to go. And I, on top of whatever my storables were, still have those, right? Um, I, got, I got a sizable family. People need to get fed, right? And if, if it was, the, so I didn't know what to expect. And I was hearing 
the, you know, seeing the atrocities going on in China when they were, um, you know, just ripping off doors and dragging people out or welding people in. Mm-hmm. Right. There was that. Or um, you can see uh, what was going on in Italy at the time. And in, in some of these countries, there was actual martial law, you know, with with tanks and people, you know, in the Philippines was no joke. There was a lot of these countries that were no joke. A lot of European countries were like that. And here in New York, it never quite reached that. So I was wrong about that. But I wasn't wrong about the lockdown. I said, New York will be locked down. It's only a matter of time. I'm like, uh, most of the developed countries in the world will be locked down. It's only a matter of time. And they may lock down the entire world. It is only a matter of time. And when I said that, people couldn't couldn't relate to it they didn't grasp grasp it until it freaking happened you know it just wasn't well for some for some countries it was really bad but here in here in new york it wasn't as bad so what they call it is a medical martial law that's been going around or a soft martial law that's what i've been calling it um because there is something i mean this isn't right what's being done but is it hard martial law I wouldn't go that far. I thought that's what was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that that's what happened because it didn't. So I can't lie, you know, c- contrary to, to what most people want to believe, like it, it's just not the thing. It's not what's going on. Right. And um, I was able to go out and, uh, you know, walk my dog or go to the supermarket, d- d- do whatever the hell I wanted for the most part. Right. Um and it wasn't it wasn't a big issue. There was there wasn't anybody actively patrolling the streets, making sure you were indoors. It was it, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Right. And that's what I was expecting. So I was warning people in that direction. And, um, you know, I received some blowback for it because they were like, oh, that never happened. I'm like, yeah, you're right. My intentions were good. You know, but you, you learn as a result of that. I won't be saying things like that moving forward. You know, but um, I still want to be able to report what's going on. So, uh, you know, when I started seeing what was going on, I started telling people what was going on. And then, um, uh, you know, the, the, the alt media started saying that it, the virus isn't real and that you can't isolate it and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, well, there's fucking, I mean, at least 150 papers that saying that they've isolated this thing. Who am I supposed to believe? You know, and and uh, and all of a sudden, people are virologists out there that weren't four months ago. You know, and uh, then they start talking about, well, viruses aren't passed off from person to person. Uh, that's not a thing. And I'm like, well, really? Because, you know, in, in, if we, we would have rewinded to January... If somebody had a, a, a flu or something, you, you'd stay away from them like the plague. Mm-hmm. No, no, so you, you stay over there. I'll be here. What happened to that? You know, like, so there was a lot of that. And I was asking these questions and, and it didn't exactly resonate with some people. But some people it did, of course. I, I gained a whole different audience as a result of what I was saying. But um, I lost some also, you know, um, and uh, I don't regret it. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I know I was coming from a place of honesty. And I know I was coming with good intentions. Now, they say the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? And uh, there's something to be said for that. But um, 
I learned lessons through it, you know, and I'll continue to learn lessons, you know, and that's what we're doing here. It's, it's, and, and I was always open about that. I'm like, I'm not sure. And I'll continue to say that because I'm not, I'm not sure about any of this, but, um, I can only report what I see. And, um, that's what I'm going to stick to from now on. Does that make sense to you? Makes a ton of sense. And, um, you know, listening to your podcast and, um, you talking with guys like John Brisson, who, I mean, God bless John, because that dude has opened my eyes to some stuff that I had really never even considered before, especially when he went on Charlie Robinson's podcast and he's talking about the CNP and all this stuff. I'm like, how come I've never heard this? Because, you know, like you're saying in the alt media, man, we have a tendency to be an echo chamber and push certain narratives and so everybody talks about the CFR, Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. We got this whole other side, this other wing of the bird that is just as devious, if not more so. And I've, I haven't been a fan of the Republican Party. Well, I will admit, I was a Trump supporter um, in 2016. I actually didn't vote for him because I'm just like, this guy's too stupid. And like he kept me, it was gaff after gaff. And I'm just like, all right, now he can take out Hillary. Like nobody likes Hillary. If he just stays on the straight and narrow, he'll, he'll crush her. And then it was grabbing by the pussy. It was this, it was that. And, he, and then it, it would just make it like even again. And I'm just like, this guy can't fucking say, save himself if he fucking tried. So I, fell out of favor with him. And then I started listening to tinfoil hat and I got red pilled and woke up and all of the other, uh, terms and everything like that. And so I actually drive a truck for eight to 12 hours a day. And, uh, I thank you for that brother. And we appreciate I, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I was delivering food, but I deliver uniforms. Well, I guess two people that, uh, like butcher coats and stuff for people who prepare food, I guess. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I just had all this time and I listened to all these guys and everything like that. And then, you know, everybody talks about CFR, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg. Nobody's talking about CNP. And, you know, I knew the Q thing was a total psyop back in like 2017 when Trump gave that uh, or it was 2017 or 2018 when he gave a hundred billion dollars to Saudi Arabia, which they're using in a uh, de facto genocide against Yemen. Um, well, it's we're de facto supporting the real genocide that Saudi Arabia is per, uh, perpetrate perpetrating against Yemen. Right. So, um, you know, I, I knew that Trump was a total clown and all of this. And I, I've, I've really grown to, um, despise him. Although I, I think that a lot of the, the people on the left give him, you know, phony baloney. Um, oh yeah. Trump's a racist. And it's like, is he, is he racist? Probably. But, um, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 it's just so tired. And like, if, if that's really your only argument, why Trump's a terrible president, then you need a lot more education in that sector. But what I was going to say is, I am that guy that thinks that the way we think about infectious diseases is different than we always have. And I 
listened to a ton of podcasts, read a bunch of articles, uh, going on um, PubMed, and really listening to the experts. There's, I think her name is Dawn Lester. She, uh, she and her uh, research partner researched infectious diseases for 10 years. And then they wrote a book together saying it's just not exactly how uh, it's, it's portrayed. And they talked about HIV. And then one guy recently that I've, I've really liked is Zach Bush. And he's an MD. He has several published pa- papers. Really, really smart guy. And he talks about, he's like, you know how many viruses there are? There's 10 to the 92nd power amount of viruses in the world. You know, 10 to the 31 in the ground, 10 to the 31 in our body, and like 10 to the 32 in the air and in the ocean. So it's like the amount of viruses, I mean, you could you couldn't count that high if you had a hundred million lifetimes, you still wouldn't be able to count all the way up to that number. And so the fact that we have one virus wreaking all of this havoc makes no sense. And he offers solutions for why people who are actually getting sick. And he talks about the wildfires. You know, we had really bad wildfires in California, the horrible wildfire that we had in Australia. And then he also talks about, um, um, you know, glyphosate has gotten such a bad rap and deservedly so. So now um, Bayer Monsanto is creating new products with the same ingredients, but it's no longer called glyphosate. You know, and so he says that they're spraying that new compound on uh, on fruits and vegetables and so on and so forth. And also the grass that the cows are eating. So our food is being polluted more than ever. And the air is, is as difficult to breathe as it ever has. So those factors combining together is giving us what we're seeing now with um, you know, lawn haul COVID and stuff like that. And he, he just talks about how, um, viruses aren't alive. Cause you know, we hear that viruses mutate, but he says, no, they don't mutate. Viruses are made by your cells and they, um, are just harbingers of genetic information. And he even said, which I, I was kind of embarrassed about because I've been saying masks don't do shit, masks don't do shit. But he said masks don't do shit past four weeks. So once we see a viral outbreak of people spreading this genetic information to each other because the viruses carry genetic information, but um, they're not alive according to Zach Bush. But he says, you know, when we're spreading that genetic information to one another, it, it would um, lessen deaths if we wore masks for the t- first two to four weeks of that new genetic variable that we're seeing in viruses. So um, I, I guess I, you know, kind of took it on the chin with that because I say that viruses or uh, masks don't do anything. But in that case, um, you know, he's the expert. I'm not. But I did read Nora Gagaudis's, um 72-page expose uh, or paper about masks. And, you know, the, they really don't do much of anything. Um, but 
long story short, I mean, I, I love listening to your stuff because you're so honest and real and you just went on a 15 minute um, soliloquy about how you were wrong about this and wrong about that and how you've learned and grown. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, when I listen to your podcast and you're talking about all oh, these people who don't think viruses are real i'm just like fuck i'm i'm that guy <laughs> i'm like billy's talking shit about me right now so I'm just like, <laughs> man you know it, it's all good though like i mean um m- the name of my show is the infinite fringe mm-hmm. okay i'm all about the fringe i love fringe theories i want to hear about them i want to learn about them right it's it's i mean i've always been that way it fascinates me Something like that. So you would have called me a year and a half ago. Or if Andrew Kaufman would have called me a year and a half ago, we would have had a great conversation about this. Like, really? Terrain theory? Okay. Really? You think that we manifest this ourselves? I'm open to it. I want to hear about it. The problem is there are people Today and in April, that we're presenting this as a fact. And that's what I had an issue with the timing and the presentation. So, the timing, we're in the middle of something. In April, we had no idea what the hell it was. Right? We had no idea if it was real or not. I, we had no idea how deadly it was. We just knew what we were seeing out of China. Right. And we're like, oh, you know, so I'm like, all right, let's 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 watch this. Let's see what's going on. But these people came out and presented it as, hey, viruses aren't real. I'm like, oh, really? Because um, if viruses aren't real, I would challenge you to go to freaking um, the Congo and go to the Ebola freaking river and stand there for a bit or go stand next to some Ebola patients and see how well that goes for you. Right. And that's I'm like, uh, so all of a sudden it's not a thing. You know, like, so at that point, I'm like, okay, I want to hear it, but not at that point because it will put lives in danger, possibly. Mm, yeah. So what we say actually matters, you know, and, and, and man, Ryan, I am so guilty of, of a lot of this. Like, go back and listen to the fringe, you know? I mean, I'm proud of everything I've done, you know, but, but sometimes I would say things that, that I, I don't necessarily agree with now, you know, and, and I would say things that I wouldn't say now. You know, but um, that came through a learning process. And uh, I, I never want to put anybody in danger, especially when I don't freaking know. Mm. And, and, and a lot of these doctors, quote unquote, and you seem like you've done some research on this, which is dope, right? That you, you read up on all of this. I am with you about the masks, by the way. Yeah. I wear them because other people here want me to wear them. So I wear them out of respect. And I know what people say, oh, the diaper, don't wear that stupid thing. Wave muggle. You can't. Right, 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 right. I, I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm good. I, I, I believe you. I, I don't think it does anything. I, I'm not, you know, I'd rather not. But if the person next to me is feeling so freaking uncomfortable, I'm like, all right, man, I got you, man. I'll put on a mask. You know how many times people, uh, I was eating outside here in New York. This is in the freaking summer, right? And there was an elderly couple, you know, and, um, and they were like, could you put on the mask, please? I know they're going to, well, I don't know that, that they're going to be fine, but I think that the mask, it really doesn't matter. We're outside. 
but they don't feel that way. They're scared out of their freaking minds. And guess what? They're not going to want to hear my explanation. They're just going to get pissed at me. So I'm like, listen, if it makes you feel better for me to put on this mask, I will. Shut up, old man. Right. (laughs) The hell is your problem? Let me eat. Shut the hell up. Anyway. um, But but yeah, so I'll put on the mask. But that was my issue, dude, with with people presenting viruses don't exist, with people talking about terrain theory. Mm. Now, all of these are theories. Terrain theory is a theory. Um, uh, what is it? Um, I don't think it's called virus theory. I forget what it's called, but that's a theory too. Germ theory. Um, germ theory. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that, that, that's a theory as well. You know, they're, they're all theories. They're not proven one hundred percent. You know, there's there's millions and millions and millions of viruses, but only a very small percentage of them are actually infectious, right? According to mainstream science. And guess what? I'm not a freaking virologist. I never cared to be a virologist. It's not my thing, right? But I'm not going to go against the grain for the sake of going against the grain. Mm. And if you're going to come up with, not you, Ryan, I'm saying in general, if you're going to come up with something, with an argument that tells me viruses don't exist during the middle of something that could be very dangerous to a lot of people, I want some evidence. You can't come up in my show and just say, hey, this is the way it is, and I'm going to give you a clean, a clean slate and let you just go and say, okay, and not give any pushback or anything of the sort, right? And while I, while I might have done that in the past, we've walked through a door here. It's over. It's over. All of that is over now. You know, I mean, we can still have that discussion, that discussion like that as it relates to maybe, I don't know, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, you know, or freaking, is Paul McCartney dead? You want to have that conversation? Let's have it. Paul McCartney's freaking alive. But if you want to have the conversation, we can, we can have it. You know, we can, I'm open to it. I want to know what you're thinking, right? I want to know why you feel that he was replaced by some, some guy named, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Billy Shears or whatever the hell his name is, right? I, I want to know. It's interesting to me. I want to know about Bigfoot. I want to know about aliens. I want to know about why you think no one died at Sandy Hook. But it's a slippery slope when you start buying into it with really no evidence. And that's what I started to figure out. Uh, You mentioned um, Brissom. Yep. He's a really good friend of mine. He called me out live on air. And and I always tell him, you piece of filth. I'm like, you did that shit. <laughs> you did that shit to me on air. You know, you, you couldn't pull me to the side, right? And, and and we could have had this. We weren't, we didn't have a relationship at that point. He heard me spazzing out about QAnon and he heard me spazzing out about Donald Trump once. And he emails me and he goes, Hey, if you want to talk about this, we can talk about it. So I email him back. I'm like, Yeah, man, come on a show. Let's talk about it, right? Yo, by the way, Ryan, whenever you want to come on the fringe, you're more than welcome. Um, thank you. So appreciate that. Uh, no problem. No, no, no. I appreciate you having me on. So, um, so I spoke to, to Brissom and on the air live, he's like, Hey, Billy. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> he's like, you've heard of the council on foreign relations, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I pass by it every day, you know, in, in, in the city, you pass by the council on foreign relations It's right there where, where I used to work not far away. And, uh, and he's like, you know about Bilderberg, right? I'm like, yeah, of course I know about Bilderberg. I'm like, what's, your, what's your fucking point? And he's like, do you know about, about the CMP? And uh, I don't know. I, I think he was expecting me to say yes and then call me out, you know, and I was like, nah, I don't know about that. Um, what is it? Tell me about it. 
So I passed his test right there, but he was going to rip me apart. He was going to yeah. tear me a new one, right? And I'm and, and I told him after the fact, like after I after um after I figured it out, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" I'm like, "You were going to tear me apart on air, weren't you?" He's like, "No, I wasn't going to do that." I'm like, "Yeah, you freaking were. Yes, you were. That's absolutely what you were going to do, you know." But that was his litmus test, and and he started telling me about the CMP, right? And I started becoming. I'm like, "Well, how come we were told just like you said earlier?" We were, told, we were told about the Council on, on Foreign Relations. We were told about Bilderberg. We were told about the Trilateral Commission. You know, um, um, so many others uh, of, these, uh, of these think tanks. I can't think the, the round table, you know, um, road scholars were a thing at one point, you know, that, that because Bill Clinton, I think Bill Clinton was one. And uh, everybody, you know, we were told about Skull and Bones. You know, we were told about all of these things, but we were never told about the CMP. Yep. And I'm like, man, why is that? You know, and I started going down that road. But not only was the CMP, is La Circle, which is the equivalent of the Bilderberg Group. That's even more secretive than anything. Nobody knows anything about that besides the name, right? And the Heritage Foundation, right? Which is a little more mainstream. But these are all far right establishments. And that's what we were missing. That's what we were missing. Yep. And the John Birch Society, which was out there for us. But then when we start looking at some of the origins of these organizations, you start thinking a little bit differently about a lot of these things. I'm making a documentary now with uh, Brissom and um, Recluse. Yeah, I like Steven Snyder shouts to Recluse. Yeah. Neil Sanders uh, from the UK. Uh, Your thoughts are not your own. You know, we, we all got together today, actually, and had a conversation about what was going down. I went down to D.C. two weeks ago and, and, and shot with Recluse for a bit. Um, and uh, everyone has a different opinion, all four of us. Uh, but we agree on more than we disagree on. And when you start looking at some of these things, I'm like, man, a lot of this stuff just came out of that side that we weren't told about. So we've been manipulated this entire time. Mm-hmm. The truth movement, the alternative movement, whatever you want to call it. We've only been shown one side, Ryan. Why weren't we showed, shown the other side? And if we weren't shown the other side, what did we actually know? What do we actually know? Did we really get red-pilled or not? You know, and that's where I'm at right now, right? I, I, I sit on my show sometimes on, on TFR and I just start talking. About this, this I plan on. I plan on doing this this Sunday. Actually, it's the first time I'll be live in 2021, and um, I'm going to talk about what happened at the Capitol, and I'm going to talk about how how the progression of how we got there, and it's all military grade mind control, babe. It's it's insanity, brother. Like, and I start thinking about it, and I'm like, man, we are all getting worked. Mm-hmm. We're all getting worked here, all of us, and. Trace it back to that. Trace it back to the fact that no one told us about the freaking CMP. Why? Why didn't they tell us about that? Why didn't they tell us about that? They had us controlled from the beginning. How could we be free if we were controlled from the beginning? How could we be free thinkers if we don't have the entire picture? And the people giving us the information are the ones that are potentially controlling us. So where are we? You understand? And and, and that's what... uh, I thank God I met Brissom. You know, he's a pain in my ass, but I, I, I thank God I met him. 
you know, and uh, and recluse and and Mr. Sanders, you know, uh, and so many more. Don Jeffries, shouts to Don. And, um, I, I and Charlie Robinson, I've too. I've got his three books on my shelf right there, dude. Excellent author. <laughs> excellent author. <laughs> he, he's even um, uh, uh, even more excellent person. Mm-hmm. He's just an excellent guy. I talk to him every week for for uh, for Iconic Unplugged, and he's just he's just an excellent person. But um, we need to come to the realization as a as a community, which is what we are. We are a community. Mm-hmm. We are we we're together in this. We need to come to the realization that we are not awake, not even close. Far from it. Far from it. And um. You can trace it back further, but you can trace it back to not knowing about the CMP. That 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 should that should uh, light some red flags ASAP. That the people that we depended on for this information, like an Alex Jones, didn't give us the full picture. Why didn't they give us the full picture? And now go take a look at what Alex Jones is doing now, and the propaganda he's been pushing for the last I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. So what's the deal? Did they really have their best, our best interest at heart? Who has our best interest at heart? You know, and as soon as we realize that we're being worked, that's the first step to getting out of this. We're a long way down this hole. So let's keep that in mind. But um, we're being worked here hard, in my opinion. And that's also what I wanted to kind of talk to you about um, was the state of the truth movement. Because, you know, we just had Q get shattered, but now, you know, we've got this whole thing. I mean, I heard uh, X-22 report came out and said, oh, actually, Biden has been working with the Trump team and they're in it together. I'm just like, dude, you're you're, you're really carrying that torch. I'm like, you want to be that guy right now? I mean, come on. Like, this is this is a time for reconciliation. Admit your sins and we can move on. And dude, I'll say it, Tommy G, I lost so much respect for him over the course of this whole thing because when that guy educating liberals came out and said, he's like, I know I was a huge Q guy, but I'm done. It makes no sense. And he presented all of his logic and facts and reasons for getting out of the movement. And then Tommy G went on red pill 78 because I watch all of these Q guys because I want to know yeah. what they're saying. Ain't nothing right. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You got, you got to know, you got to know, know uh, the other side. You got to uh, quote unquote, know your enemy Yep. to, to quote rage against the machine guy. Bro. And then Tommy G goes on red pill 78 and he's like, I don't know about you, Zach, but you know, uh, Dylan, I, cause I think his name's like Dylan Weber or Weber, something like that. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, as far as Dylan is to me, he's as good as dead. If you want to leave this movement right now, you're as good as dead to me. I never want to hear his name ever again. I'm just like, that is some psychotic shit, dude. Because you want to say, you know what? He's got his beliefs. We have ours. If he wants to carry on and do his own thing, that's cool. But, you know, we still got a mission to accomplish and support the president. That's a different thing. To come out and say, no, he's as good as dead to me. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. He he has no uh, rhyme or reason. He's just an ultra Christian. And I'm just like, dude, he gave an hour and a half worth of reasons why he's done with the movement. And to, to 
to slander him like that and to talk about him in that way, I'm just like, now I got to question who you are as, as, as a truther, because anybody who talks about that way to a fellow truther is not someone that I want to be associated with. Um, I, I'm not familiar, right? I know, I know who Tommy G is, but, I, but I, I'm not fully familiar with his work. And the other gentleman you mentioned, I'm not familiar, familiar at all. Mm. Right. I know Tommy G was a big Trump guy um, and Q guy. Um, so here's what I'll say to that. And, and people are like, why are you so anti-Q? Why are you so anti-Trump? Um, but let's stick to Q for now. Um, I'm, I was incredibly anti-Q for one, because it was complete and total nonsense. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, it's makeup, like, like freaking storybook time. You know, that's, that, that's what that is. Like, I mean, I mean, and I know there's a lot of part pe smart people that bought into it and that, and that to some degree still buy into it. And I, I don't, I don't blame them. This is a very sophisticated military, military psychological, psychological operation. Mm -hmm. And that's approvable. It's not. It's not conspiracy theory. Go look up Cambridge Analytica. You see exactly where it came from, you know, and they've been screwing around with our minds for a while now. I'm really anti-Q for the same reasons that I would be anti saying that the virus doesn't exist because it's dangerous. Now, that's a slippery slope. You start saying things like that and censorship comes in and all that other stuff. Right, which is where we are right now. I'm not about censoring anybody. All right. But you you combat bad ideas with good ideas and hope people listen. The thing is, the mind control was so strong, people weren't listening to the point that we got in front of the Capitol and stormed it. Right. On based on provable lies. That's why they, that's why they did what they did. And what happened on the sixth? Five people are dead. Five. Right. And are we responsible for that by pushing the QAnon narrative and saying we need to take back this country? These are real questions we need to ask. Are, could, could, could we be wrong? Could we not be responsible for that? Absolutely. You can make an argument for it, but I'm just saying we need to ask these questions. How much of the alt media is responsible for what happened at the Capitol for, for radicalizing minds? And saying, hey, um, they're the white hats and uh, Trump and the white hats are trying to save us. And uh, they're doing what's best for us. And we need to take back this country as the true patriots that we are. These people actually believed that uh, they were going to take back the country, that there was an actual revolution. It's a, it's a LARP. Right? It's a, a live action role playing game. What, what's going on here? What QAnon is? These it's like Dungeons and Dragons in real life. And and the, the culmination of it was when they stormed the castle. They stormed the Capitol building. <laughs> to the point, Ryan, Ryan, they, they stormed the Capitol building. Some would say that they were let in, which you can we can have an argument about that. There's some footage that you see some of these people being let into the Capitol. Mm -hmm. But then you also see people getting squashed and, and cops getting their ass beat and all that other stuff. So we need to take that into account, too. They freaking stormed the Capitol building. 
and took selfies of themselves while they did it. Does that make sense at all? Does that make sense at all? What type of mind control do you need to be under to commit a federal offense, tape yourself, and put it out so everyone can see? These people were expecting, QAnon Shaman was expecting a, a pardon on behalf of Donald Trump. That was never going to happen. It was mental delusion. Some people would say that he's an actor. But um, ultimately what happened here is we became a part of a cult. And it, it was through heavy mind control, through a Cambridge Analytica, through somebody like Michael Flynn and Steve Bannon. Who, Steve Bannon, you can say whatever you want about him. The man's a genius. Oh, yeah. A genius. Oh, yeah. And, and he was able to manipulate this entire thing. And this was the culmination of uh, the first movie. Maybe it's the last movie. Maybe they won't make any more. But it's the culmination of QAnon was January 6th in front of the Capitol. That was the, the fever pitch of the mind control operation that went on. Let's see how far we can push these people. Let's see what we can get them to do. Let's see how emotional we can get them, how angry we can get them based on lies and see where we can push this to. And that's what was achieved on the 6th. It was a victory for those that, that seek to manipulate, to manipulate us. And that's why, and that's I, why had I had an issue with QAnon from the beginning because it was bullshit and people were bound to get hurt. And now people are dead. But also, there are people that are mentally screwed by this right now because they're trying to figure out what the hell happened. Why isn't Donald Trump the president of the United States right now? And they're trying to make up narratives to, to, uh, to come to terms with this. Right? People, people, will, will, people say they want the truth, but they don't want the freaking truth. Mm -hmm. right? right? They, they want, want something, something that, that sounds like the truth that they're, that they're happy with. They want, they want something that, that fits their narrative, that fits their worldview. And they will go out of their way to come to terms with a lie that they like than come to terms with the truth that they don't. And uh, the truth is, Donald Trump is not the president of the United States. The truth is, Donald Trump wasn't working with, uh, with the white hats. There are no white hats. The truth is, QAnon was an operation. And it was run on all of us. And it started, you can find the roots of a QAnon in Pizzagate. You can find the roots of a Pizzagate in false flags like Sandy Hook and the, and the mentality that was bred into us. And then we started doubting everything. And that's when we, when we, when we fell into a hole and we became in trouble. And, and not that we shouldn't question, we should question everything. But we should do it in a rational way. We should take into account the evidence. There's a fine line that we need to walk. And I'm not saying it's easy to do. But we haven't walked that line appropriately. And that's why we found ourselves in front of the freaking Capitol. And that should have been the end of it. But there's still a sector of people that, like you, like you alluded to, that are still trying to justify this shit to themselves. Mm-hmm. Saying, well, the thing is, Joe Biden is actually working with Donald Trump. Don't be surprised. If Joe, Bar if Joe Biden pardons Donald Trump at some point, yeah. don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. All right. But then they'll use that. You see, you see, he's working for him the whole time. 
Donald Trump is still the president. There's this whole scenario coming out that Donald Trump is going to run for for Congress or something in Florida and he's going to win. And then they're going to assassinate uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And as a result, he's some nonsense. They made up that he'll be third in line and he'll become the president. Like, I mean, they just continue and continue and continue. I think, I think uh, uh, the movement was dealt a blow, the, Q, the QAnon movement this time. It's not over. Let's see what form it takes and let's see how far it continues to go. But it's it's not over yet. And what are the lasting impacts of Q? Because someone or uh, two people that have really been covering this uh, amazingly well is the propaganda report, Monica Perez and Brad Binkley. They've been you know, dissecting these mainstream articles. And what they're doing is they're lumping credible, real, documented conspiracies, if you want to call it that. Well, well I mean, it, it, I got it you. is I got a conspiracy you. in with QAnon. So I don't know if you know, but Jake Angeli gave several interviews, the, the QAnon shaman. He gave several interviews, and he's talking about Bill Cooper, Behold a Pale, Pale Horse. You know, great book. and all these real things that are happening and he's telling about it. It's like, Oh, QAnon. So now all of these credible real things that we actually have documentable evidence to show for is now a QAnon conspiracy theory or, or part of it. So now we're also the QAnon idiots that, well, that they're making us out to be. You, you make a valid point and um, that's, by, that's design. by design. Yep. Right. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll attempt to explain it to you. But to that point, same thing can be said about uh, virus deniers. We're looking crazy denying the virus. And when it comes time to push back on the vaccine, they're going to say, well, aren't you one of those crazy virus deniers? Because it's all it all gets lumped in together. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's look at what you mentioned here about about QAnon Shaman and what he was saying. QAnon largely recruited a whole new sector to the quote-unquote truth movement. Some of us that were experienced got sucked into it too. But for the most part, people that that became a part of the QAnon LARP, they were new to a Bill Cooper. They were new to, to some of these conspiracies that most of us already know. This was a new revelation to all of them, Right. Only thing is that they were compartmentalized to work from a particular area, right? So they were given all this information and QAnon is an umbrella because all these conspiracies fit under the QAnon narrative. They were made to fit under the QAnon narrative. That's how QAnon was constructed, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? So um, QAnon Shaman starts to talk about um, Bill Cooper and all of this. Inevitably, it makes the rest of us look bad because QAnon is fucking nonsense. Yep. So the premise that they have makes the rest of us look like fools. And of course, they're going to lump it in together. They had, I mean, come on. It's, 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 um, it's a gimme, to be honest. Like, and, and so many of these people, this is a new revelation to them. They did not know it was a thing. And they go around saying, look what I discovered. These people are out to get us. And Trump is going to save us. That's the difference. Yep. Right. All of these people are out to get us. Um, Behold the pale horse, David Icke. What else we got? Jim Mars. 
um, we're learning about, um, uh, I don't know, uh, the globalist agenda, the new world order. And Trump is fighting all of them. That's, 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 that's the difference. That's QAnon. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, these people are over here quoting conspiracy, but they're brand new to it. They're brand new to all of it, meaning they're in it for the last four years. Now, this isn't everybody. I'm generalizing, right? Because there are some people that, that uh, and I know some of them, that have been involved in what we were involved in for quite some time and have found themselves in the QAnon camp. So we're all susceptible. See, the Cambridge Analytical worked, it was designed for people like us, you know, excuse me, people like us, it was designed for, it was designed for people that believe in what we believe in. And, and we're the most susceptible. It's like, it's like a diabetes for Hispanics, right? Hispanics are very susceptible to diabetes. The truth movement, the conspiracy movement, whatever, the freedom movement, we are susceptible to what Cambridge Analytica was dishing out. That's why we were the first people to get sucked in by it. And then it spread to everyone else. It's our belief system. They targeted us. Mm-hmm. And they gave us what we wanted to hear. And then they presented That's Trump as the solution. This is drain the wall. I mean, drain the swamp. Build a wall, lock her up. All these phrases came out of Cambridge Analytica. These didn't belong to Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the guy that regurgitated those lines to sell them to us. Donald Trump paid Cambridge Analytica. Well, not Donald Trump per se. It was Steve Bannon who recruited recruited a Donald Trump. Steve Bannon and the Mercers put together Cambridge Analytica. The the Mercers wanted Ted Cruz and uh, Steve Bannon wanted Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was the perfect fit, in my opinion. Who sells it better than Donald Trump? Who has the charisma of a Donald Trump? He was able to divide the country like I've never seen it in my lifetime. So it it worked. It was successful. Um, And in large part, it was because they told us what we wanted to hear. We wanted to see Hillary Clinton get locked up. We want to see the the swamp drained in Washington, D.C. He never did any of these things. Nope. But we kept believing that he would because we were already colonized. Our minds were fully colonized by this military grade psychological operation that was run on all of us. This is not a conspiracy theory. You can prove it. Go look it up. It's a real thing and it's dangerous. And we are in big trouble because the genie's out of the bottle. So while Cambridge Analytica doesn't exist anymore as a company under that name, there's a hundred fucking other country uh, companies now that know the deal. They know the formulas and they're running them and they're out for hire right now. So that that's the biggest problem I see out of all of this. Well, Billy Ray, I want to be respectful of your time. You got a beautiful way with words, man. I mean, I can tell that you're like a professional talker, man. Cause I mean, you just, oh, God. it just flows off the tongue so nicely. You, you're you're much too kind <laughs> you're a great orator but um yeah man if if any of um my audience wants to listen to your show and anything like that they would go to iconic they can you know they, they can go to iconic that's america unplugged over on iconic and iconic is a paid subscription based thing so you would go over there and you, you'd have to pay to see it um, you do get David Icke and you get Charlie Robinson is there, uh, Richard Willett, 
Um, and both uh, Gareth and Jamie Ike do shows out of there. They're constantly stepping up their game. It's like a Netflix for what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you get to see my pretty face. <laughs> so <laughs> there's all that, right? But but if you if you're not into paying, I'm cool with that. One hundred and I understand. So you can find me at the Infinite Fringe uh, podcast, and uh, that's my baby. That's what I've been doing. That's what got me here in front of Ryan. Um, I I, I love that show. Um, probably gonna you know change somewhat, or it already has, you know. But um, go check it. It's free. Um, download it on iTunes. Um, you probably won't find it many other places. I haven't put it up in, in, in a lot of other places. Um, but it's on iTunes and, and your conventional, like Android, like Android uh, uh, podcatcher, it's probably, it's probably there too. Um, so um, so go look it up. I have people on from all over the world uh, and, and we talk about conspiracies and, and uh, we talk about things that matter now. Unfortunately, I, I want to talk about fun things and this stuff, we still, I had David Weiss on. I have to put up that 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 episode. <laughs> we talked flat Earth. It was dope. We had a lot of fun. Um, David Weiss is so charismatic, man, and we we had fun, you know. And I told him, I'm like, you know, every time I have a have a, a flat Earther on, I get some shit. And he was like, well, that's exactly what I want. I want those people. Yeah. I want them to listen to me. And uh, when I met him, I met him here in New York. I put on a conference here in October, last October. Shoot the moon. Crow Triple Seven was there. Um, Jason Lingram. Uh, David Weiss showed up. He didn't present, but he showed up and he gave me a flat earth hot sauce and, uh, and, uh, and some other stuff he gave I, me that I, I still keep. Um, um, Wayne McCroy, McCroy uh, presented. Uh, wow. And of course, and of course, and of course uh, the uh, incomparable John Bristol. He was there too. And, and so we had a lot of fun and maybe we'll do that again when things open up, Lord willing. But you can find me at the Infinite Fringe, like I said, the infinitefringe.podbeam.com. America Unplugged over on Iconic. Now you can find me over at Aftermath Media. That's Clive. This is the first time I'm announcing this. This is a, on Clive Lewis's um, network. I'll be over there. And um, you can check me. That's Tuesdays before Clive's show. I'll be there. Um, and and this is, I'm very excited about this one, Ryan. Okay, I'm very excited. And, and you're welcome to this one too. But um, hopefully it freaking happens. I think it's happening anyway. Uh, Brissom and I are doing a show. And it's going to be live on YouTube. I, I've stayed away from YouTube this entire time, mm. but, uh, but we're going to do a live YouTube show. It's going to be called Live from the Kill Shit. And, uh, and we're going to just tackle subjects and have fun and call each other names and nonsense like that. So look out for that channel, you know, and uh, subscribe to it. We're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, that's where you can find me. Email me at theinfinitefringe at gmail.com. You got something to say? I'll be more than happy to respond and dialogue with you. It's my pleasure and an honor. And Ryan, thank you very much, man. You're pretty good at this, man. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'll come back whenever the hell you want me to. And uh, you have an open door to the fringe, man. You come over when you want. Thank you, sir. I very much appreciate that. And if anybody's made it all the way to the to the end here, to the credits, go ahead and check out uh, uh, Billy's podcast with Sophia Smallstorm. That's one of my favorite <laughs> ones that you recently put no. out. Um Sophia is, I mean, there's something about female truthers who are just so well-researched. There's, it's just powerful. Like Deborah Tavares and uh, Lynn McTaggart and Sophia Smallstorm. Like, God damn, man. They just, they're just so knowledgeable about what they talk about. And they just have all of the evidence to back it up. So if you're going to go check out Billy Ray and the Infinite Fringe, check out so- the Sophia Smallstorm. 
small storm episode first and uh that'll be your jump off point but oh dope thanks again billy and um i hope you have a great night man no thank you buddy take care